Welcome to the Plymouth Meeting Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the following message touches your hearts and minds. We're going to begin today by taking a look at the way Matthew records Resurrection Morning. Jess is going to read it here in a few moments. I invite you to listen with a creative spirit, with with a sensitive spirit. What is God saying to you as as Jess reads scripture to you and, and over you? I invite you to pay attention to any mental images that, that come to mind. Uh, as Jess reads Matthew 28, listen to the story, listen to the flow of the text. What is God saying to you this morning? Take it away, Jess. Today's scripture reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 28. And it's all of the verses, so verse 1 through 20. After the Sabbath ended, at the first light of dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. Suddenly, the earth shook violently beneath their feet as the angel of the Yahweh descended from heaven. Lightning flashed around him and his robe was dazzling white. The guards were stunned and terrified, lying motionless like dead men. Then the angel walked up to the tomb, rolled the stone away, and sat on top of it. The women were breathless and terrified until the angel said to them, There's no reason to be afraid. I know you're here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victoriously, just as he said. Come inside the tomb and see the place where our Lord was lying. Then run and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. I give you his message. I am going ahead of you to Galilee, and you will see me there. They rushed quickly to tell his disciples, and their hearts were filled with fear and awe and great joy all at the same time. Along the way, Jesus suddenly appeared in front of them and said, Rejoice! They were so overwhelmed by seeing him that they bowed down and grasped his feet in adoring worship. Then Jesus said to them, Throw off all your fears. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. They will find me there. After the women left the tomb, a few of the guards went into Jerusalem and told the chief priests everything they had seen and heard. So the chief priests called a meeting with all the religious leaders, and they came up with a plan. They bribed the guards with a large sum of money and told them, Tell everyone, while you were asleep, his disciples came and stole his body in the night. If Pilate finds out about this, don't worry. We'll make sure you don't get blamed. So they took the money and they did as they were told. And that is why the story of, uh, of the guards is still circulated among Jews to this day. Meanwhile, the eleven disciples heard the wonderful news from the women and left for Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him, but some still had lingering doubts. Then Jesus came close to them and said, All authority of the universe has been given to me. 
Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. Okay, it's Sunday morning. It is the first day of the week. And how first century Jews counted their days, it is officially the third day after Jesus' death. And Matthew tells us that there were Easter ladies who were headed to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and, and the other Mary, they went to the tomb. And on that morning, there was this violent earthquake, Matthew tells us. Now, in terms of tectonics, uh, they live on the Arabian plate. And the Dead Sea Transform Fault System is right there. Israel is known to get major earthquakes every 80 to 100 years. So this all makes sense geologically. There was an earthquake on Resurrection Sunday morning. But as Matthew tells us, it is because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven. He showed up and he rolls back the stone. This angel rolls back the stone that covered the entrance to Jesus' tomb. He rolls it back and he sits on it. The angel looked like lightning. His clothes were as white as Snow. Now, uh, there were Roman guards posted there trying to, you know, watch the tomb here, uh, but they were completely overcome with fear. They passed out, fainted, blacked out. They became like dead men. Let's hit the pause button here. Let's just back up a few steps, okay? Jesus of Nazareth, he died. He really did die. He died on a Friday. Uh, and, and all of Jesus' disciples and, and the Easter ladies, you know, like, like that must have been one heck of a weekend for them. Um, what were they thinking? Okay. They must have been thinking, like, like how did this happen? Like, like Jesus, the one who, who teaches about peace and love, the one who does miracles, and, 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 and the, Jesus was put down by, by Rome. He was crushed by, by Rome. How did we get here? Like, like is this real life? Did, did life really just crush Jesus? But the good news is, Jesus didn't stay dead. Jesus is resurrected. And when the angel rolled back that stone, it's, it's not to let Jesus out, but it's to let us out. In. So we have this angel. He's, he, he shows up. He rolls back the stone. The, the, the word angel means messenger. A messenger carries a message. You hang in, hang in there with me? Uh, a messenger carries a message. And so what are the qualities of a good messenger? Well, for starters, a good messenger will provide clarity so that the audience can grasp the message. Good messengers roll back stones, we could say. And so on Easter Sunday, the message is this. Jesus ain't dead anymore. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. 
And then Matthew actually takes us to a conversation that, that the angel had with the Easter ladies. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, says the angel. And so we have this empty tomb. And, and, and graveyards typically aren't the most fun places to hang out. Uh, and also there's this angel who looks like lightning. But nevertheless, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because I know you're looking for Jesus. And this kind of begs the question, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? A lot of people are looking for risen, resurrected Jesus today. A lot of people are looking for Jesus, but sadly, in my opinion, they, they don't know they're looking for Jesus. They're looking for something. They're, they're looking for someone. Lots of people looking for Jesus. People craving love. People craving grace. People looking for the Jesus of the Bible. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? In, in the Easter garden here, in this garden, these Easter ladies, they, they don't have to be afraid because the tomb is empty. Empty tombs aren't scary. In this case, it's kind of just like a cave. It's, it's a hole somebody carved into the rock. It's not that scary. And so the, the angel then offers an invitation. Hey, come and see. Come and see the place where the body used to lay. Come and see the evidence for yourself. Again, this stone is rolled away. The ladies can walk right in there. And so what are the ladies are supposed to do with, with all of this evidence of the empty tomb? What do you do with this type of information? Well, here's the appropriate challenge. The angel says, go quickly and tell the other disciples. He is risen from the dead. And indeed, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You're going to see him there. Listen, I have told you. Go. Go tell the news. You have seen the evidence. Go share the news. Go share the news, the surprising news of resurrection. You see, church, the resurrection is the key foundation to the Christian witness project. Resurrection. It's huge. It's huge. And you, you may have heard this word witness in and around the church before. What does it mean to witness? Well, for the most part, uh, witness is judicial language, and it means to give a testimony. If you have heard something, if you saw something, if you can speak to it, if you are a witness to a circumstance, the challenge here is to go give the testimony about the truth that Jesus is alive. And again, the resurrection is the key foundation to the Christian Witness Project. The project is for us to be witnesses, not lawyers. Go quickly spread the news about resurrection. And so on their way out, the Easter ladies actually bump in to Jesus himself, resurrected Jesus. And, and in verse 9, Jesus says, he says, karate, karate, 
which is a, a greeting. Literally, it's kind of like saying rejoice or, or be glad. You know, like in English, sometimes we say like, ah, be well, you know, be, be safe. We say things like that. Well, karate is, is kind of like saying, be rejoicing. Like, like what a great greeting from Jesus. Be rejoicing. And so these, these, these ladies, uh, these ladies, they, they take hold of, of Jesus' feet and they, they worship Jesus. The, the ladies get down, they, they, they bow down. You have, to, you have to see it in your head, they, you know, prostrate style, getting down. They grab his feet and they worship him. And this is respect. This is a respectful action. This is a sign of affection. And Jesus, he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And these ladies, they really don't got time to be afraid. Jesus then encourages them. He encourages the Easter ladies. He says, hey, hey, go, sister, like, like go. Go tell your brothers. Go tell your disciples, uh, my disciples, uh, like, like I'm alive, okay? Oh, yeah, and remember, y'all gonna meet me up in Galilee, all right? <laughs> but with this scene here, a reflection that I have and I would like to share it with you, is this. Our respect, our affection and worship of Jesus, it informs and influences our witness. Our respect, affection, and worship of Jesus, it informs and influences our witness. Now, Matthew doesn't record it, but the ladies do make it to the disciples, we learn that from the other, the other gospel accounts. And uh, the ladies, uh, they are now the messengers. And they share the message with the disciples. They share the good news with the disciples. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Now, I want to circle back to what the angel said in verse 5. The angel says, I know you're looking for Jesus. I know you're looking for Jesus. And this is, this is, you know, it raises up a great question. A great question to ask is, okay, like, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus and what is he up to? And some of you might be thinking the same or similar questions. As, as you think about world events, national events, your own life, different things in your past, maybe something you're going through right now, you might be asking, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Now, some of you know this story. I do have a bachelor's of science in geology, um, and uh, my first job out of, out of college, I, I got into the environmental industry. And the company that I worked for, they, they did a bunch of different things, but mostly it was about hazardous waste management and site remediation and industrial maintenance. And, oh, we would, we would go all over the place. Uh, if there was any nasty chemicals to pick up, that was our job. We would show up, pack up those chemicals and transport them. So, um, you know, I, I had a geology degree uh, and, and, and sadly, I didn't get to use my geology geology degree that much. <laughs> I'll get to the point. It ended up being a terrible company to work for. 
terrible company to work for on many different levels and many different reasons. It was my first job out of college. I knew I wasn't entitled to a good job and good pay and all of that. But in those early days, like fresh out of college, first job, like, like this is it, this is real life. In those days, I didn't have, I didn't have any framework yet. Like I didn't, like I knew my job was bad, but I didn't know like how bad it was. Right. I, my framework was still developing. And so I just want to paint this picture a little bit more for you. Maybe some of you can really relate to this. Uh, the company that I work for, um, it didn't matter if you were a geologist or a chemist or a biologist or just a random person from a temp agency. Like, like we all typically had to do the same work. Plus, I think the, com the company was like top heavy. Um, I have suspicion that my bosses uh, were really wealthy, but all of us uh, who are out in the hazardous materials doing the cleanup, uh, you know, we got lousy pay, but, you know, um, it was a nasty job. I was around hazardous materials on most days. And so, well, let's just fast forward uh, over a year and, and, a, and a little bit more. I'm absolutely hating my job, like hating my job. I'm also a newlywed at this point, and like, like, like the ink is still drying on my marriage certificate, and I'm just like hating life. Like I was on autopilot much of the time, like, like it was just life was hard. So one day... I was working at an old battery factory up in Leola, Pennsylvania. And this old factory, they made, yeah, big lead acid batteries, lead acid batteries. Well, part of my job one day was to get inside this tank that used to hold sulfuric acid. And uh, I had a reciprocating saw. And uh, it was my job to cut out certain parts of, of plastic on the inside of that, that tank. And so I'm, I'm all suited up. I have a full face respirator on. Okay, remember, a factory that made lead acid batteries, there's your contaminants, right? Lead dust is everywhere, plus acid residue. Um, if it gets on your skin, you'll get, you'll get burned. Uh, it's also the middle of summer, and it's like the hottest day of the year. Uh, but inside of this tank, I just really needed a break, and I collapsed. And I just, I just lean back up against the tank. Again, I'm, I'm suited up. I'm wearing a Tyvek suit, so like I'm okay with all of that. And I just, I, I remember just like looking up through my, my respirator, through my full face respirator, uh, and I was just, you know, sweating on the inside of that suit. Um, and I don't know what exactly I said to God that day. I don't know what my prayer was. But I just was like, okay, God, this isn't working out. Like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, this isn't working out. And it's like, how did I get there? How did I get here? Like, like in this tank, was, was this purely a product of my own decisions? Or is this just what it feels like, like, like life is just going to bulldoze you when life just happens to you. 
in all the tangles of my journey, you know, I just, I needed out. I needed a win. You know, I was a newlywed. Should be super happy time in my life, but I was struggling. I needed an angel to tell me, don't be afraid, Cam. I know you're looking for Jesus. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? And a few days after that, maybe it was a few weeks, I can't recall, but it was a Sunday. Jess was working, and I went to, went to our church gathering. And I sat in the back or near the back of the church audium that day and auditorium that day. And uh, the worship team had just finished their worship set. And then my eyes just locked onto the pastor as he walked up the stairs on the, of, of their stage, and he walked across the stage and made it to the podium. My eyes were just locked. And during that process, I just heard a voice in my head that was just like, you're going to do that. Like, what it felt like was kind of like, yeah, like, that is going to be you someday. Like, like you're going to be a preacher. You are going to do that. Like, God spoke to me that day, and it changed the course of my life. God is a God who shows up and changes things. And Jesus's resurrection is the utmost evidence of that. And so uh, let's head back to Matthew 28. Take a look at verse 16. It says the 11 disciples, Judas is dead now. That's, that's you know, another part of the story. Uh, 11 disciples are there. They traveled to Galilee they're at the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Tim Keller points out that resurrection is a pretty big deal, and it's pretty unexpected. Like, it's okay. It makes sense. Not everybody was totally on board. Nobody was expecting resurrection. It's a pretty wild thing. But take a look at verse 18, if you have your Bibles open to Matthew 28. Jesus came near to them and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, we like to call this the Great Commission. King Jesus has total authority, total authority. In light of that, go. Go make disciples. Go make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Go to the nations. Go fill the earth with disciples. Go, go, go. Don't stay in. Get out. Say no to the fortress mentality. Get out. Go to the nations. Go to the neighbors. Go to the nations. They are looking for Jesus. People are craving resurrected Jesus. And as you make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Baptism, you know, like, like immerse them into the identity of the triune God and, and teach them how to be like Jesus. And then like as community, like, like let's all practice the ways of Jesus. And did you notice at the very end of Matthew, we find out where Jesus is. 
Jesus says, I am with you always to the end of the age. I am with you. I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, I met Jesus at an early age. Jesus has been walking with me. Or rather, I've been walking with Jesus for a while now, but sometimes in my life, I have not acted like that was true. <laughs> Thankfully, Jesus doesn't treat me the way that I have treated him in my life. And let me tell you, I believe Jesus was with me in that acid tank. And he was with me when I was sitting in that church auditorium. He was with me when Jess and I went to Walmart to buy school supplies as I started working towards my Masters of Divinity. He was with me when I was a failing water softener salesman. That's a whole other story. Jesus was with me when I, when I taught my first lesson as a youth group volunteer. Jesus was with me when, when I got my first youth pastor job. It was actually a year and one day after I quit that environmental position. Jesus was with me when I had the opportunity to preach my first sermon. And Jesus was with me when I got called to, to step up to be an interim pastor. Jesus was with me when I got to interview with this church out in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Jesus was with me when I buried more saints than any new pastor should have to do. Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. And that, that, that sad kid with a geology degree who never really got to be a geologist, who was sitting in that tank that used to hold sulfuric acid, full suit, sweating on the inside, wearing that mask, that kid, that kid is now working on his doctorate. And you better believe I know Jesus is with me. This is my story. Jesus is with me always to the end of the age. Jesus changes things. Jesus changes things. And if I can just be like individualistic for a moment here, when, when I read Isaiah 43, because of Jesus, I get to read myself into the scriptures. This is what the Lord says who created you, Cam, who formed you, Cam. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, Cam. I know where Jesus is. He is with me. He is with me. Do you, do you know it to be true that Jesus is with you? Do you know it to be true that Jesus is with you? Now, for those listening in here, you'll know if, if you really need to hear what I'm about to say next. If, by the grace of God, if I can be your angel today, your messenger, I say to you, friend, 
don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus. You might not be in an acid tank today, but what's your acid tank? <laughs> Friend, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus. And I'm here to introduce him to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in God's son, Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. If you know Jesus, you know Father. If you know Jesus, if you believe that he is who he says he is, that he is risen, then go share the news. You don't have to. We, we get to. We get to witness about the empty tomb. Jesus is alive. And he's with you to the very end of the age. Amen. Can I get an amen in the chat box? Amen. 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 And now uh, we're going to just close out with, with prayer on your own. Contemplation, reflection. We're going to close out Easter morning together by just listening to uh, amazing grace in the background, but, but just, it's, it's you and God. Take a few moments with God this morning. Church, I love you. If you're new to PMC Beyond, uh, if you want to know more about this Jesus, if you want to learn more about us, please don't hesitate to, to reach out. We are here for you. If you got some Easter lunch coming up in a few minutes, enjoy it. I hope it blesses your body. Uh, enjoy today. We love you, church. Let's close out with amazing grace. Mm -hmm.